Earlier this year, the Wyoming media learned something most observant people already knew, that leaders in the state GOP were involved in far-right, militia-oriented groups. And that a lot of cops belong to such groups. These are groups like the Three Percenters, the Oath Keepers, and similar white nationalist firearms fetishizing groups. They are part of a resurgent but historically always present fascist movement in America, a movement very much in communication with and taking direction from national and global fascist networks. These groups have been infiltrating police forces and the military for years. They're in Wyoming and all over the country and all over the world. They were responsible for carrying out then-President Donald Trump's instructions to lead a mob against Congress on January 6, 2021. Today, we want to tell you why supporting the Democrats and Joe Biden isn't enough to fight fascism. We want to talk to you about what makes fascism a distinct political movement, not just another word for authoritarianism or political violence. We want to talk to you about how liberal and conservative leaders both claim to oppose fascism, but both use its existence and make bargains with it to promote their agenda. We want to talk to you about what we, working people and people concerned about democracy and human rights, can do together, collectively, about fascism. So here we go. This is Fascism, What It Is and How to Fight It in Wyoming and Beyond. Brought to you by Solidarity Collective and co-sponsored by Southeast Wyoming Democratic Socialists of America. Solidarity Collective is a cooperative commune outside of Laramie, Wyoming. If you like what we do, please support us at patreon.com slash solidarityhouse. So fascism, what is it? You probably heard a Nazi flag was hoisted up at Washington Park here in Laramie in 2016. And around that time, stickers started appearing from a white nationalist identity group. That group didn't come from nowhere. Fascism doesn't come out of nowhere. It comes from conditions of social, political, and economic crisis. Nationalism, including violent militant nationalism, is often deployed against internationalist and working class labor, civil rights, and anti-oppression movements. Fascism is the ideology of hierarchy, stripped down to its basic brutality, a codification of hate and resentment. It's basically the militant factions of the ruling class organizing a gang to suppress various progressive changes and defend the fundamentally hierarchical structure of capitalist society. It's capitalism throwing a temper tantrum. As one scholar we researched once said, at the end of capitalism, there is Hitler. Fascism also emerges from the colonialism and white supremacy that has existed for hundreds of years now. The fascism of Nazi Germany was inspired by the settler colonialist project of the United States of America. Manifest Destiny was American Lebesrom. Fascism as an explicit ideology came from France and Italy during the 1890s to 1900s, developed by thinkers like Charles Maras, Edouard Drummond, and George Sorel. These thinkers considered themselves revolutionaries rejecting capitalism, but doing so in a nationalist and nation-rooted way, drawing on a rejection of democracy above all. Early fascism called for a rejection of the self in favor of the state. Contemporary fascism initially pretends to hate the state, to be libertarian and anti-government, but in the end, it wants to take it over and turn it into an engine of brutality and control for white supremacy. 
Does that seem inconsistent to you? Well, it is. Fascist ideology has never been consistent, logically sound or intellectually accountable. It often thrives on anti-rationality and anti-intellectualism. And another thing, fascism isn't coming back because it never went away. More about that later. Well, what is it? Keep in mind that there are debates about the boundaries of these definitions, but everyone recognizes a basic cluster of similarities. Fascism isn't just authoritarianism or totalitarianism. It isn't just a violent regime. Although there are different kinds and manifestations of fascism, here are its common characteristics. First, nationalism, typically tied to a homeland. This is one reason why anti-immigrant, anti-refugee, anti-foreigner ideology is almost always tied to fascism. Second, racism, particularly white supremacy, although there is some debate about whether right-wing black identity groups like the Nation of Islam qualify as fascist. Next, patriarchy, images of the fatherland and the infantilization of the people. Next, the death drive. Fascists love to celebrate other people's deaths and glorify death as a mystical force, just as they glorify blood. And colonialism. As we mentioned earlier, Hitler was explicitly inspired by classical liberal republics like the U.S. and the U.K., partly because their underlying existence and expansion were based on colonizing other territories and peoples. Next, a defense of purity and hierarchy. That's the whole point. In order to justify massive inequality, fascism has to pretend it's inscribed in the heavens. And just to pause for a moment here, during the pandemic, all this talk like only weak people will die of COVID and even we need to go back to work, we need to go back to school, we need to be willing to risk our lives to keep this country running, that's all borrowed straight up from the fascist playbook. And next, importantly, the glorification, not just the acceptance of the necessity, but the glorification of violence. Violence is good for the fascists. Also, fascists got aesthetics. Fascism is a kind of performative, aesthetic, stage, sensory striking experience which attracts people who like shiny things. And also, an appeal to mystical populism. Not actual deliberation, but the spirit of the people of a particular nation. This is another source of anti-immigrant ideology. And finally, a rejection of liberalism. So, for example, when Democrats embrace identity politics, anti-racism, liberal feminism, better access for the disabled, etc., fascism calls for dissolving of civil and human rights, encouraging openly patriarchal and sexist behavior without consequences, reinforcing the white race at the top of the economic and cultural hierarchy. So that's a lot. Obviously, not every group fits each one of these in the same way. Fascism is as much a scale, a spectrum, as it is an ideology. We're sometimes more comfortable calling some groups fascistic while reserving fascist for groups that openly embrace that identity. Here's the essential test. Do they hate the left? Do they privilege white European culture and identity? Do they frame immigrants and foreigners as different and a threat? Are they openly heteropatriarchal? Do they believe in using violence and training to use violence? If so, we would include them as somewhere between fascist and fascistic. So who are the fascist and fascistic groups in Wyoming? To begin with, 
Keep in mind that it's the ever-present goal of Wyoming's ruling class, a combination of cattle, oil, gas, and other mineral interests and their hired lackeys, to make Wyoming the largest company town on the planet. Despite what you hear, there's no live and let live mentality in Wyoming. Especially not now, but really there never has been. It's more like live, let poor people work for us, keep them poor, and let them die. Because doing this requires keeping people down, punishing resistance, discouraging the development of peaceful or cooperative consciousness, these ranchers and oil magnates will tolerate a lot of fascistic enforcement of their norms. We saw this in cities and towns all across Wyoming during the 2020 Black Lives Matter demonstrations, a time when working people and students across Wyoming came out in force to demand justice for George Floyd, Robin Ramirez, and oppressed people everywhere. The trucks, brandished guns and blunt weapons, the yelling, the Confederate and Trump flag waving by far-right counter-demonstrators. And the cops, full and blatant cooperation with those groups, gives you an idea of how deep fascistic energy runs in our state. You have groups like the Three Percenters, an anti-government militia with whom Green River Representative Marshall Burt is affiliated via at least his tattoo. The Threepers were caught storming the Capitol on January 6, 2021, and since then have been in organizational decay. But there are sure a lot of stickers and tattoos of theirs all over the state of Wyoming. The Oath Keepers are another far-right anti-government militia implicated at the Capitol building and the ideological home of Frank Ethorn, the chair of the Wyoming Republican Party, and several law enforcement officers in Wyoming. The Oath Keepers are another group that urged Trump and his supporters into direct action on January 6th. The Identity Europa American Identity Movement is another group. They're an American neo-Nazi and white supremacist extremist organization established in March 2016, which has been active in Wyoming the entire time, posting stickers, raising Nazi flags, and even bragging about unfurling anti-immigration banners on social media. And you also have organized MAGA groups, including Bikers for Trump. Even the KKK is here in Wyoming. There are also a number of political groups in Wyoming that feed some of the underlying assumptions of fascism, like Turning Point USA, anti-Islamic groups in Gillette, and other places. You have the Patriot Front. Even a member of Proud Boys self-reported on Twitter to be moving here from Colorado Springs, a nearby breeding ground of fascist white power and other far-right groups. And don't forget the participation of Wyoming politicians in the January 6, 2021 incursion and objections to electoral certification. Wyoming is a state with fertile ground for fascism. As Wyoming goes, so goes the planet. So I'm going to tell you something really important, and it blew my mind the first time I heard it. German police and military kept Nazis in their ranks after World War II, and the United States rescued many Nazis from their legal reckonings following that war. This is how we learn that, although fascism hates liberalism in the traditional meaning of that term, the liberal capitalist state is willing to keep a little fascism around just in case the left gets too feisty. The very first act of fascism is to reject the idea that we can democratically and cooperatively control our resources and collective lives. While liberal capitalism hates the far left, fascism contains hyper-conservative elements that put it at odds with liberalism, 
So anywhere that women, people of color, the disabled, LGBTQAI folks make progress, particularly if that progress is tied to material gains, fascism will react often really violently in the case of those minority identity groups. The fascists and the cops, that is the police as a political force, have common interests too. That's why fascist, white nationalist, openly racist, and anti-Semitic groups have been infiltrating American police and military for decades now. You can read a report about it. There are around 195 militia groups in America, and most hold nationalist, identity, pro-violence, civil war is coming kinds of views. Fascistic views. You can read a report about that, too. Okay, so what do we do? How do we fight fascism? First, here's what we shouldn't do. Don't water down hate groups. Don't assume that they're just broken people, kids looking for attention, and that we need to ignore them. White supremacy, hate groups, fascists, nationalists need to be answered. Sometimes that means direct confrontation, and it always means aggressive, unrelenting political education and demonstrations of solidarity with others. First, we need to center in our politics and organizing the main targets of fascism, immigrants, racial minorities, LGBTQAI people, women, religious and ethnic minorities, especially non-Christians, and people on the left. We are all the targets, so we should form the leadership core that fights back. Second, organizing. Education, counter-demonstrations, and mutual aid. In other words, direct action. We need to go beyond the ballot box. We need events, we need outreach, we need demonstrations of our numbers and the superiority of our ideas. Third, fighting fascism also means fighting to overthrow capitalism and enacting cooperative alternatives, because the fascist argument is that we can't cooperate and must have hierarchies. A cooperative revolution refutes that. In fact, we need to practice and support a politics of vulnerability. The fascists hate, demonize, and seek to eradicate vulnerability. But our shared vulnerability refutes fascism. Fourth, recognize the right-wing political role and non-neutrality of police. Calling the cops on the fascists is like that Spider-Man meme. And finally, the strongest tool against organized hate is organized justice. Join an anti-fascist political organization. Some Wyoming organizations to join and support include Southeast Wyoming DSA, Juntos, Solidarity Collective, the ACLU, the Socialist Rifle Association, the Wyoming Red Star Coalition, and other groups. If you would like to get involved in this fight, contact them, contact us right here at Solidarity Collective. Unless you're an undercover fascist infiltrator or a cop, then go away. We'll figure out who you are. That's because you aren't very smart. The last thing to say about fascists is they're not very smart. We can beat them.